informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of This Podcast is None of Those Things. I'm Brian, and I'm here with my co-host, Elliot, and our guest, Alan. Fellas, how we doing? Wonderful. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. It's uh, a sunny day today compared to all these other rainy uh, days we've all these... this week, huh? Yeah. It's been, uh, you know, I, I did say the good news is we've only got about 30, 32 days left in the rain. Because this rain has felt biblical. Well, according to the Simpsons, you know, the rapture happened like May 18th, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, something like that. I saw it, mm. and I was like, well, hopefully nothing bad happens the next couple of days, and it's... Well, it just rains for a week and a half? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're in the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> the obviously didn't make the cut. Well, you ain't picked up yet. Uh, we got some bad news for you. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you thought it was hell before. <laughs> it sure as hell is now. <laughs> so... Elliot, you're very nicely kicked back. You are the uh, beast master right now. <laughs> I gotta take a picture of this because you've got Toro asleep on your lap and Patty curled up next to you sleeping. It's very, very good, very good. Uh, Elliot, you and I had this conversation. Uh, heck, it was a month or so ago. Um, around what was I doing? I was driving to a wedding. I was I was DJing. Mm-hmm. And we had this conversation, and I told you, I said, we need to do an episode on this. So, here we are. And it was an interesting fun fact that you set. And the premise is that the Portland Trailblazers do not do well when they have a lottery pick. And I think you can probably bring it in a little more specific, but go ahead and uh, lay lay down the law for us. Okay, so let's put it this way. It's one thing in the... Across all sports that have all professional sports that have a draft, inadvertently, I mean, there's, there's going to be hits and there's going to be misses. So no one ever just picks perfect all of the time. The lottery for the NBA for, uh, was only been since like '84 on. So I'm a little bit older than my birthday was '76, so that was well before that, right? So I was watching the NBA and and drafts number four. That even happened, right? Wait, you were a, a, a kindergartner watching the NBA yeah, so draft? Like, how old were you? Like, like, let's put the same. Crude men don't even watch the NBA draft now. <laughs> Back in those days, it was time delay. They don't. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, they would show it later. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So when, but see, like I said, that drafts every once in a while, this, you have a bad draft pick. You have a bad draft. But when it's like every so often, like it's a, like there's a consistency to it. That means there's a systemic problem. And for the Portland Trailblazers, I submit that they have a cross-generationally an issue. They have four drafts where they have an opportunity to have the have an all-time great, like top 10 player, that we now know as a top 10 player. They passed on that for a center. And each time the center was injury-prone, and done with, and it was never a primary player ever. Wow. Most of us, like, everybody knows infamously about the draft, the 1984 draft, where Akeem Elijah was drafted number one, and then Jordan was drafted number three because Portland drafted Sam Bowie. 
That's what the media has talked about. They beat that dead horse to like you're always talking about like they passed up on Michael Jordan. Here's the thing. They're bad choices when it comes to a center being involved and then another all-time great and then who would become an all-time great being on the chart yeah. predates Jordan. We're talking about a guy by the name of Dr. J. They had a chance to draft Dr. J. They decided to go with a guy by the name of LaRue Martin, who was a center. LaRue Martin was out of the league within three to four years after he was drafted. Ooh. All right. He was injury prone. Bad ankles, bad knees, everything that you would know, because because the Phillies would end up drafting after LaRue Martin, Bill Walton. Bill Walton was good for a couple of years, but then feet, ankles, knees, right? Then, of course, Sam Bowie, right? Feet, ankles, knees. So, so that being said, though, so they had LaRue missed up on that, right? And this is how significant this grows, okay? Because we all know that Magic and Larry played in the 1979 NCAA Finals. That's the thing that the media talks about, that, that that's what turned basketball around. But this is Portland Trailblazers handed it. 1978, Larry Bird was in that draft. Yeah. They had a choice between Larry Bird or Michael Thompson, Clay Thompson's daddy, for those of y'all that are in 2021. Yeah. Clay Thompson's daddy, Michael, was a top draft pick in 1978. The Trailblazers chose him over Larry Bird. Oh. That's why Larry Bird goes back into the draft. Goes back into, he, goes, he goes back to college, plays in 1979 against Magic, and then gets drafted the following year again because he didn't see an agent. He didn't. It was just he just submitted himself to the draft. That was yeah. rules were different back then, yeah, yeah. and they are not. Okay, so he did that because he didn't want to go play for he didn't want to play play for Portland. Hmm. That was not going to happen. So that's how that ends up happening because Portland drafts Larry. But it was like he didn't get a chance. He, didn't, he wasn't. He wasn't drafted by Portland. So if Portland had gone ahead and drafted him, whoever was going to be, whoever did draft Larry in that draft, so Larry did not want to go there. And so that's so Larry just went back to college because he didn't because he never signed with an agent, had not done anything else. That no money was transferred. He was still an amateur. So, so even if Portland had decided to draft Larry Bird, Larry Bird could have been like, "I'm going back to college one more year." He could have. If he if and as long as he, out for like sword to play for Portland, he, he well he I don't know if he, I don't know if he, I don't know if he could have. He, I think he could have re he was able to re-enter the, the draft. draft. Hey hey son, you got drafted to, to go fight in Vietnam. Hey um yeah I'm no gonna sit this one out. I'm gonna wait for the next one. I mean now there was people back in the day that sat it out to go I'm into not college. Saying it doesn't happen, right? But I'm not right. saying it doesn't I feel happen. like I feel like that's a a, a very <laughs> different example. But that being said, so so again, so Michael Thompson over Larry Bird, yeah. right? Of course, then fast forward it. What year was that? Seventy eight. It was seventy-eight. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, do you want to go to the Jags? Uh, I'm gonna set this one out. Right. Want to go to the Texans next year? Uh, I'm gonna go to the Jags. Yeah. So <laughs> then, so then, so then we know by '84. Yeah. Jordan and the Bulls taking over Jordan, right? Yeah. Then guess what happens? You know, time time moves forward, right? Portland was kind of good over the decade of the '90s. They weren't as good as the Bulls, but they were good. They were good. Clyde Drexler and them, they did well. Yeah. Right? So they weren't ever they weren't ever drafted. They were put in a position that they had to draft high because they were too good to... Yeah, so what, what year did Clyde come out? He came out in 83. 83. He came out the year before. So if they... So obviously, so, so they could have had legitimately Jordan and Clyde Drexler on the same team. And actually, had they had and they, had they drafted Bird and Bird stayed... They would have had Bird 
Drexler and Jordan. Well, no, they wouldn't have because Bird would have made them too good to be in that that's position. True. That, that's, that's true. That's what I was thinking. But, too, but, like, but, 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 they did, but we do know this much that they had Drexler and they weren't that good. That's the reason why they got Bowie. They had obviously getting Bowie the following year. So they could have had Jordan and Drexler at their shooting guard in the small forward lineup because Jordan was a better guard than Drexler. But Drexler would have been a fine small forward in that era because they weren't the small forwards and shooting guards weren't as big as they are now. But that, but that's a side thing to that. But then we'll, let's let's move it forward though. We all know a guy by the name of Kevin Durant. Portland had the number one draft pick. It was Greg Oden or Kevin Durant. They were brutal. Now, hold on, like uh, Brian just said. I think you you met Lamar Oden. Even Lamar would have been a better pick than Greg Oden. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when everything about who do you want, Kevin or Odin? Yeah, it's like it's if, a no yeah, brainer. I mean, like, because because if we're talking about the Norse God, yes, Odin. But Greg Odin was so far from the Norse God as I am from you no know, being able to beat Big E Langston in a powerlifting contest. It's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Big E lifts 500, I'd be lucky to lift five. Um, and, like, and so, and Greg Oda, of course, ankles, knees, that's yeah. it. He was done within a couple of years. Oh, that poor guy. He and, has bone density issues. I mean, seriously. So, 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 so you look at that. Four generations, four iterations of the you know, center was up was available, but the other guy was like better. Yes. And they had that choice. They could have easily just didn't have to trade up. That was there for you for the taking. Uh-huh. And you went that way. Yeah. I like saying that by by the time Greg Odin shows up on the scene, you're thinking like, okay, maybe we need to like just like not draft a center. Just like let's not do that. Cause that's we obviously can't pick those right. Cause they all have ended Within five years of us drafting him, not even worth the the, the 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 time. So there's you. So so there's that. My whole take with them, with that, and how much differently I think. I'm a, I'm a Laker fan. Yeah. If the Trailblazers had drafted Jordan along to go along with Clyde Drexler, with what they already had, they had a lot of the guys that you all, when everybody would come to know as the really good Blazers. Teammates of Clyde were present on that team. One of the things they just would have had Jordan. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that the Lakers would come out of the West winning five championships. I'm thinking Jordan Drexler and the squad that they had stops George stops Magic and Kareem at least a couple of those times. Yeah, easily. Damn, calling the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's where. That was my take on it, you know. And they're the only team I know of that just repeatedly that was the issue. That's the reason why, because I like to, I like to go down rabbit holes. Yeah. And when I just I had stumbled upon the issue about Larry Bird by accident, because I was looking up something else, and then I saw what Larry actually was in the draft twice, not once, and then I just started just spiraling down. Well, now I will defend the Portland Trailblazers. And that in 1974, they got Bill Walton. And that was was a pretty good pick. Well, he went, where did he go after Portland? He went to Boston at the end of the bench because his ankles and knees were trash after five years. Now, he is, I I don't watch much basketball, Mm -hmm. 
but he is a highlight as commentary. Oh, because he's, he's he's every bit the hippie he ever was. Yeah, right. Like, well, with with what Elliot is saying, is it a is it a problem of of philosophy in the building? Like the the drafting philosophy is either if you need a position, right, you need a center, and you draft that position, or you take the best player available. That's the two philosophies. Right, usually. and and back in the day, the center was much more important than it is now. Mm. Yeah, the Bulls, the '90s Bulls, kind of messed with that whole dynamic. Because their centers weren't weren't dominant. Yeah, you know, Will Purdue, Bill Wennington, you know, those Bill guys. Cartwright. Bill Cartwright, like those guys weren't dominant centers. They were they were fine, and fellas. If you ever listen to this, trust me, I was cheering for you because I was a Bulls fan back in the day. Because as loyal as I am in football and hockey, I, I've been very willing to bandwagon jump when it comes to um, to baseball and basketball. I cheer more, especially in in baseball, I cheer more for stories. Uh-huh. So, like, I was cheering like crap for Boston when they broke the curse. Uh-huh. I'll never cheer for the Cubs now. Do not get me wrong. Like, no. And the Cubs won one. They there. have. They broke their curse, too. Theo Epstein broke two curses, the two biggest curses, uh-huh. as, as a GM. It was kind of an amazing thing. Like, that guy... He's he's set for legend status forever. He was when he broke the first one. But I think that yeah, the center was such a important position in old school basketball that I can understand them wanting to go for a dominant center over everything and making those decisions that turned out to not be the best decision. Well, like and the thing is whenever you're whenever you're following what everybody's doing, like, you know, you're picking a center, you're not looking into the future, you know, like MJ and all these other players, you know, they eventually would revolutionize the game. So, like you said, they would eventually be, make that position kind of not obsolete, but just less important, less prominent. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing, though. In 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 the cases of like we'll say like a Michael Thompson and even Larue Martin, those guys, right? There were bigger names at center in that era coming out of college than those guys. You know, because because uh, like Kareem came out in that was in that same was in that it was in that era, right? And then you know you had um, Nate Thurman. And some well, other when guys. did Kareem come out? He was he was he was sixty nine seventy. So yeah, if if when did he go to the Lakers? He went to the Lakers about mid seventies seventy four. Okay, so yeah, if if I'm Portland and I've got to deal with Kareem in my division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm definitely drafting a center. That explains actually a lot because of Kareem's longevity. Like, pretty much every example you just stated mm-hmm. where they drafted a center instead of a future Hall of Famer was Kareem's career because he played until what? 1989. 89? Yeah. They so played for 20 seasons. The, we, just, we actually just figured out why they did it, why they historically made that mistake again and again and again. And it was because they had to counteract Kareem. Yeah, I, I and it's, here's the thing: it's 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 not talk about player influence, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like <laughs> look, Seattle, look, Seattle drafted Jack Sigma, but Jack Sigma was like a top top tier center coming out of college. The guys that was exception of Bill Walton, who came after Kareem at UCLA. The other guys that they picked. Were, until Greg Oden. Greg Oden had a good freshman year in college. They, those guys, like, you could have been, if, if you weren't going with the number one or number two big name center, 
then you might as well go pick the best player available as opposed to what you got. Well, and I think I remember that draft, and 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 Greg Oden had been dominant at Ohio State. But he was going to play that one freshman year, though, right? I can't remember if he played one year or two years, but, you know, the big thing with him is just that he was so injury prone. Mm-hmm. He just fell apart once he got in. It's It's one of those that I don't necessarily think that you can know that he's not going to work out. I don't know anything about Sam Bowie except that he was drafted ahead of Michael Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh. I never looked into his career or anything. I can tell you he was he, <laughs> just basically for my dad. He said that he was good. He was he was above average at University of Kentucky. When he wasn't like a world beater. Like when you think of like guys that were great in, at center, like they come to probably like, like he was great in college, right? Shaquille Neal great in college. Like it was just like undeniably like yeah. you cannot miss. This guy's going to come in. Yeah. And just, yeah, that was not Sam. Sam was above average. Like he, But that was also prime showtime. Like, I can see if he was the best setter in the draft. Mm-hmm. you got to take him if you're Portland. I I, I didn't think I was going to come out of this conversation defending, defending the crap out <laughs> but of Portland. Thing, but thing, but new information has come to light. And Portland, <coughs> I wanted to start this off ragging on you, but I Get it. I but, feel you. But here's the thing, though. He wasn't the best center in the draft. The best center in the draft was the one that was taking number one, and the Rockets got him. Afterwards, there was, like, Hakeem, and then number number one and number two was... Well, if the Rockets already had Hakeem, and he wasn't available, then, yeah, they had to take him. So, I mean, it's like... But just because he was the but, best center available, then he had yeah, the best player like, available. Like I said, you know, if you draft for, the like, the best player in that position, you know, the Rockets took the best center, the next best available player would probably be better instead of the best player. For so, that and position. that is a right. draft philosophy thing and that is I think a good segue because we're going to beat a dead horse if we keep going on this. We'll go around in circles. And I definitely thought that was interesting when you brought that up to me. But, Alan, you had an interesting point when we kind of talked about this before we started recording. Yeah, I don't know what year it kind of started, but the Texans kind of also have this history where it's like, whether it's like their first or second round pick, after they make that selection, the next selection, whoever has it, usually ends up with a pretty solid player. Whether it's like the Ravens or the Pittsburgh or whoever. So like, obviously their first year was David Carr and then Carolina went with Julius Peppers. I mean, that's... Who would you rather have, a quarterback or, you know, a J.J. Watt? You know, a J.J. Watt type of defensive end who's going to be tearing up the field? That probably sell a lot more tickets than a quarterback that you could, you know, replace eventually down the line. But, you know, I, I wasn't into football back then, so I don't know what the hype behind David Carr was. Uh, year I two. Either. I didn't either. <laughs> year two. Did start. It, we did a good job. Year two, Andre Johnson, you know, and pick four for the New York Jets was Dwayne Rob- Robertson. Yeah, so I think, you know, we, we did a solid choice there. Um, 04. <laughs> so, 04, the Texans had the 10th round pick with Duante Robinson. 10th round? 10th no, no, pick. 10th pick, 10th pick, yeah. pick. The 10th pick, Duante Robinson, and then at 11, Ben Roethlisberger. So, if you think about it, David Carr, you drafted that first year. You know, two years down the line, you're like, you know, maybe this kid's shot. Maybe we should pick somebody else. You would have picked Big Ben. Uh, but so here's the thing. I will say this: um, as a Steelers fan, yeah, 
Big Ben was a very unknown quantity. We, we, I'm not on the payroll, <laughs> and I usually don't ever say we. I'm not one of those guys. He was a game manager when he came out initially. So he was in the pros, but he came out of Miami of Ohio. Yeah. And From so, Finley. So some super duper maction going on there. Mm-hmm. Love the maction. Finley Trojan. He was, he was a bit of an unknown. Like, everybody was like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah. Like, nobody nobody in Pittsburgh was real... Keen on not, not necessarily. We were it, it, it wasn't like, oh, that was a terrible pick. It was like, well, we don't really know. Like you start, you start reading up on him a little bit. And, and, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, at that point, they had been trying the Cordell Stewart experiment. Then, I mean, we they started that season... Ben's rookie year with Mike Tomzak. Yeah. And lost the first game. And I think Ben came in in the second game or something. Uh-huh. And went 15-1 and one as a rookie. Like, made a playoff run. Yeah. And it was like, all right. You know. Or no, it was... We had Tommy Maddox as well. So, like, it was... And Tommy Maddox was a guy who... He could be touchdown Tommy. Or he could be turnover Tommy. Hmm. Kind of a lot like Ben is now, late in his <laughs> career. Ben's gone complete gunslinger at this point. He's just like, I'm going to chuck it 50 times. Yep. They're going to let me call the plays, so we're just going to throw deep. <laughs> Hopefully they find a run game this year. But the thing with the Texans and David Carr, David Carr was a good quarterback. Now, I want to say he came out of San Diego State. Yep. Yeah. And he was a big star in college, did really well. The problem is they never put a good offensive line in front of him. So twenty five yeah. years so, later, they still yeah, haven't put up. Well, now we have a we have a left tackle, we have a center, and we have a right tackle. You have an so. expensive offensive line in the Texans. Yeah, not necessarily a good yeah, offensive good. line. We'll see. Which is why you have Deshaun Watson, who can run for for his life, run forty yards back and forth to throw a ten yard pass. And it's good as long as it's not taking a line down. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And and no quarterback can be good if they're on their ass. Yeah. This is what Tom Brady and Peyton Can't Manning, neither one of those guys are truly gifted athletes. Yeah. But they are gifted between the years. Yeah. And so that's where it really counts because Tom Brady never hold, held the ball too long. Peyton Manning never held the ball too long. Peyton Manning would get you before the snap. Like, yeah. with with Peyton Manning, it was over before you snapped the ball. Tom Brady a little bit, too, not quite as much, but he would make the right decision after the snap. Mm-hmm. And they would adjust their game plans. Yeah, as the game goes along. I do not believe that either Brady or Belichick can take full credit for what happened with them in New England, that dynasty. Yeah, I think it was a joint effort. I think that... Brady got a great move to Tampa because he got just this ridiculous amount of talent behind him and a great offensive line in front of him. And Bruce Arians can call some plays. That guy is a good coach. He's like, he's not a, I, don't, I forget the name. Who's the name of the head coach in Cleveland? He's not a Cleveland Browns head coach. Right now? He's a, he's a. It's a new guy. It's a very, fairly young guy. You would think the Cleveland Browns fan would know. You know, you know why you know you know why I don't know is because they cycle through head coaches so in Cleveland coaches. like it's a treadmill. See, I got new material. 
Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you know, how, how am I supposed to know? I'm like, wait, he stayed more than 24 hours? Okay. He's a keeper. He's on his second or third season like, now. Yeah. yeah. No, late, late. Taking a screenshot of these. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Hey. Baker is playing okay. You guys, you know, making some. It's another. Good. That's another organization that right now is is on the upswing. Well, and now they picked up Jadavian Clowney too. So like, add him to that defense. Him and Miles, Miles Garrett Davis on the other or Miles side. Garrett, Miles okay, Davis. Okay, guess who? Guess who had Jadavian Clowney? We did. Yeah, and who traded him away for a bucket Bill of Brian. for a bucket of fried chicken? Hey, but look, let this be a lesson to everyone out there, you know, no matter Don't hire Bill O'Brien. No, no matter how (laughs) incompetent you may be at your actual job, there's always that opportunity to fail up. You know, you you might you might be at a you know, not respected Houston Texas organization that you you laud that is, you know, like twenty games under five hundred when you arrive just to have it sixteen games under five hundred when you leave. You know? Hey, and there, then, was, there was a lot of division titles in that room. Hey, and, uh, I mean, listen, they, there, there was a lot of division banners. I mean, yeah. yeah, there was also a lot of early playoff exits. But, but hey, you know, at, at least. We got those divisions. We got those division titles. Yeah. And, and now. At a point when that division was terrible. Our but. coach, our, our former coach and manager gets to go, you know. Go He's to in Alabama Bama and, now, yeah. and learn new ways. Hopefully, he becomes a better coach, and I, I really hope. You know, I, I, I say that in the sincerest, you know, manners because watching him coach and watching him manage a game was just so, so hair pulling. It was, it was the most excruciating thing I like, had to watch. I, when it comes to decision making, the decision making to trade one of the best wide receivers in the league. All, have, all of your you best, have, all like, of your best. Hold on, hold on, you're, you're, you're gonna love this. One of the best <laughs> wide receivers in the league. You, you finally have a great quarterback that's mobile, accurate and mobile. And you have a wide receiver still in his prime to trade that wide receiver for a running back that is well, who was well great for your fantasy prime. team five years ago. Yes, <laughs> and that's why it's called fantasy. <laughs> all right, because because that's just as bad. Like as as basically Xerox the CEO saying that the the computer wouldn't sell, and that's the reason why <laughs> we got Steve Jobs getting credit for Apple being putting it out there when like Xerox and the Scumwish team were the ones to put that together. Like, and the Scumwish team said, "This will do it." No, it won't. Copying is the thing. We're doing that. <laughs> and like, and the rest is history. Like, and so Xerox is now in, in the corner of everyone's office. Still getting used, yeah, but it needs a PC to be used. Right. <laughs> the very thing that they passed up on. Yeah, that's <laughs> where we're at. So we're, we're actually kind of venturing into some throwback territory with yeah. the podcast with making fun of Bill O'Brien and the Texans. And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling very, I'm getting that, like, episode three feeling. <laughs> and it's wonderful. <laughs> the nostalgia. The nostalgia for, it. you know, last December. <laughs> no. yeah, I think, but I think I went through a pretty good majority of their draft. I don't want to go through the previous last. Year. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I mean, what? Big Ben is probably like one of their the biggest names that I saw on there. Just going through it, but if I oh for the Steelers, yeah, yeah. That we so they had. tend to pick up linebackers in round one. Yeah, um, they picked up Najee Harris this year in that round one, which was fantastic. 
fantastic mm-hmm. because we lost they lost James Connors. Yeah. Which James Connors was a great story. Loved him at Pitt. The whole was the name beat, Sarah? stop. <laughs> the whole beating cancer and then coming out and still playing really, really well. And then he goes from Pitt to the Steelers. It was awesome. But it just wasn't working after the third year. Mm-hmm. So good for him for going and getting money in Arizona. And he'll probably play well. I think that's that's a good fit for him. Well, I, and now there's a rumor that uh, Hopkins said he'll take a pay cut to try to get Julio Jones on the team. I, I did see some of that stuff. That makes me kind of scared. But... Uh, we were mostly NBA in this episode, yeah. and the NBA playoffs started yesterday. Yes. I have not paid any attention to the NBA, but I want to put a little something on, on record here. Uh, make your picks, fellas. Who wins the championship? Oof. Straight off the bat, huh? Talking about a double blind. I want to say the Lakers, but that would that's just like... I don't want to say too obvious because they're actually a lower seed and they're losing to the Suns right now, uh, twenty-seven to twenty-one. I, I I can't doubt LeBron. Like unless he gets injured or something, there's just no way that in a seven-game series you're gonna yeah. beat him four times. Yeah. Like if if it's gonna be the Clippers, you know they they just lost to the Dallas Mavericks yesterday actually. So you know the Clippers they have to step their game up. Um, you know. There's all these uh, meme moments where it's like dunking on somebody or whatever, and it's like the three Clippers guys standing over a Dallas guy, and then at the end of the game, it's like a totally different story. So, you know, those are just swing moments of the game, but I'm going to say the Lakers. Barring injuries, I, I think the Lakers coming coming in from a play-in series where they had to beat Golden State Warriors, LeBron hitting that buzzer-beaten three in front of Steph's face. Oh. I think that just primes the whole the whole season, postseason for them. See, I I, I, I agree, and I think letting Lakers and this, forgive me for being conspiracy theorist a little bit, but I do think it's a little scripted with this <laughs> because what because because right now one of the things that adds to Akeem's greatness is the fact that he took his Akeem is still on the Rockets are the team that are the lowest seed to have ever won a championship. Oh, okay. remember they remember they went he went to get Shaquille O'Neal and the finals yeah. and swept him. Yeah. Now that that whole thing that that that's that little blip in the whole like, Michael Jordan winning six rings in a row. Yeah, they were like they were like <laughs> because, because because the thing is is that you know all the, the Jordan fans that they, they they but, but if, if their whole argument has always been like if Jordan was playing the um, Rockets wouldn't have won. No, 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 no. Jordan was playing that playoff. He got beat. They even make it to the finals. No, he was still in baseball mode. Like, they, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we can yeah. make excuses. Yeah. Like, 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 that, like, uh, because he, 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 averaged, he averaged 30 night, even though he'd just come like you were averaging 30. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like well, and if, if he wouldn't have been playing baseball, he would have averaged 40, you know. That's what some people were trying to say. Like, I mean, just and saying. It, and then if, if, if they would have had wings, he would have flown through the heavens, landed <laughs> down and all that. No, Shaq broke him in half. And, you know, but then Akeem swept Shaq. Yeah. So the, so That's the, right. The Rockets beat the team that beat Jordan. So yeah. in order to beat Jordan's legacy... Shaq was a child then, though. He was, he was not the 
But he was grown I mean, if you think about it, though, he probably was more athletic, lean than whenever he got into his bigger form. His probably because like yeah, but his bigger form was yeah, very powerful. Just yeah, it's like unstoppable. Like keep going up. But but when you're when your only strategy is foul him so he misses free throws and that's your strategy. Like, but, but see, but back, but back in that that era of Shaq with the Atlanta Magic, that's what he was breaking bat, uh, boards oh, yeah, and yeah. rims and uh, ripping things apart and all that. He would get like ten block shots in a game, right? That Shaq actually was a better version of Shaq. It was better than the Shaq that was in the Lakers, quite frankly. Like he actually played full seasons. Well, he had Kobe with the Lakers. He yeah. had Penny Hardaway with the Magic, right? He? But he was, like I said, but he was in shape. He was getting eighty-two. A Shaq that played eighty-two a night, played eighty-two games a year, and was best health. But like, and he was as quick and nimble as the fastest, the quickest cat you could imagine. Is that you know, Akeem and the squad beat him. Right? Akeem had that veteran wisdom at that point because he was ten years into his career. Oh yeah, easily. And he was, but he was also having his. That was actually. The year after he he had won the MVP, and his year that year, Akeem was better than the year that he won the MVP, and and, and he <laughs> roasted David Robinson. Who so was, and, 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 <laughs> so I'll say the point I'm making is that for LeBron, what he wants to be is that guy that comes. He if he wins the championship as from an eighth from seventh seed, that Austin erases Akeem doing it at sixth, right? And then that becomes the storyline. Another another mark for LeBron's uh, goat status, you know. Right, right. So, Alan, you pick Lakers. I I don't pick the Lakers. I mean the no, Nets. Yeah. You going Lakers? Yep. I am gonna be the contrarian one. You know, the Nets. Uh, my initial thought was Lakers for all the reasons you guys said, uh-huh. <laughs> but Durant, Harden, like you can't pass them up. I mean, they're only they a had, seat, but they had but how many guys? Defense. They had how many guys last night with 20-plus? I didn't see that. It was crazy. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I heard about it on listening to Sports Center all night on my way home last yeah. night. Uh-huh. Like, they are firing on all cylinders. And, Elliot, I heard you say what you said. Yeah, defense is a struggle for them. But if you put up that much offense, you don't need to play defense. Well, I mean, and, it's, it's like here in, in whenever Harden was here in Houston. You know, they would put up so much offense Whenever the offense was off just a little bit, it really yeah. actually hurt a lot because oh yeah, you, you live by the three, you die by the three. Mm-hmm. And those but, add up very very quick. Yeah, so I am gonna pick the Nets. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's actually a very interesting uh, way to the final. They have to play uh, Boston, right? Then the winner Milwaukee Heat. Uh-huh. That's a very tough. That's matchup. like the premier series. I feel and like, and you know, 76ers or whoever's left, the Hawks, the Knicks, and. Washington. How about the New York Knickerbockers, by the way, being back in the playoffs Comeback, finally? Huh? Mm-hmm. Number um, five. See, yeah. Low key. So, but you know, but you know who, 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 who uh, New York Knicks need to, uh, not, need to uh, so a thank you note to, and then, and God rest his soul, they hate to speak ill will of the dead, but the Kobe, but Kobe Bryant chased off Julius Randle from the Lakers, and that's how Julius Randle ends up with the Knicks. <laughs> this is Julius Randle's best year, but the Lakers had him, had drafted him. And they, and he had played like and they. Well, we came to full circle to uh, drafting mistakes and troubles, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, with us coming full circle and us having made our picks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast and some of those things. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. 
we'll get the Instagram up. If it's not already up by the time you hear this. And we will catch you next time.